This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. You can power up your playtime with the Nintendo Switch system, the home of Mario and Friends. You may discover exciting surprises with Mario, Princess Peach, and more in Super Mario Bros. Wonder or challenge friends to a race in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. You can head to Nintendo.com to learn more about the Nintendo Switch system. Games and systems sold separately. Tonight, America struggles to get the Delta variant under control with the highest one-day spike in new infections since February and mask confusion nationwide. Stopping the summer surge, could new vaccine mandates and mask guidelines help bring an end to the pandemic? Some states defiant, saying no more masks. And we're in hard-hit Mississippi, where those hospitalized all have something in common. Non-vaccinated, 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 non-vaccinated. Plus, President Biden's announcement for an estimated 10 million people who work in the federal government. Can he legally require vaccines? Standing with Simone, the gymnastics superstar withdraws from another competition to focus on her mental health. The reaction tonight. Eviction fears up to 15 million Americans at risk of losing their homes. Our in-depth report. CBS News exclusive. We speak with the governors of California and Nevada about the unprecedented wildfire season as tens of thousands of firefighters continue to battle dozens of blazes. Pistol whipped seven times. The dramatic video of a violent arrest of a black man in Colorado. What the police chief is saying. Every day. End of an era. We say goodbye to Arthur, the longest-running children's animated TV series. And we'll meet a wildlife photographer on a mission to save America's wild horses by giving them their close-up. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with the push from federal, state, and local governments and private corporations to try and stop America's fourth wave of the pandemic. In fact, tonight, Apple telling us they will now require masks in more than half of its roughly 270 U.S. stores. That's starting tomorrow, and that's the first major retailer to take such a big step. And in a sign that the country is slipping further back in the fight against the coronavirus, the CDC is warning that new COVID cases, hospitalizations, and deaths are likely to increase over the next four weeks. And with 100 million eligible Americans still unvaccinated, the pressure is increasing on the FDA to issue final approval of COVID vaccines so states can have more legal authority to require those shots. But there's some Republican lawmakers that say governments can't enforce these new requirements. Plus, there's some new Pfizer data tonight from a small study. A third dose of its shot strongly boosts protection against the Delta variant. But there's no word on when people could need that booster shot. So there's a lot to sort out. And we have two reports tonight, beginning with CBS's Omar Villafranca in Mississippi, where vaccine rates are lagging and hospitals are packed. Good evening, Omar. Good evening. Mississippi reported more than 1,800 new COVID cases today. Here at St. Dominic's, they're getting ready. They're going to be adding 24 beds to their COVID ward, and doctors and nurses are getting mentally prepared for the next surge. COVID patients are again filling up the rooms at St. Dominic's in Jackson. For the doctors and nurses... I'm, I'm very concerned about PTSD. I'm worried about burnout. I'm worried about them questioning their choices of going into healthcare. Mississippi continues to have one of the nation's highest rates of infections and one of the lowest vaccination rates. Non-vaccinated, non-vaccinated, non-vaccinated. On Tuesday, there were also six more reported deaths, including a child. In the past week, more than 38,000 new cases were reported nationwide, just among children. To the CDC, the vaccine is the key to victory over the variant. If we get people vaccinated who are not yet vaccinated, if we mask in the interim, we can halt this in just a matter of a couple of weeks. If masks are the first step, they were hard to find at this packed concert in southwest Missouri. On Monday, the city of St. Louis reinstated a mask mandate. But last night, St. Louis County voted to overturn it. Today, Google and Facebook became two of the largest companies to require vaccinations for all U.S. employees before they can return to work. Back in Mississippi, the COVID map now looks like this. Red indicates the highest level of community transmission. How do you not get frustrated or angry every day coming into work? I think you do. Dr. Reginald Martin Mm -hmm. caught COVID and was a patient at his own hospital. Two weeks before my hospitalization, I rode a bike 75 miles. Two weeks after my infection, I couldn't walk to the bathroom without getting short of breath. Now, he combats hesitancy. What do you tell them? How do you ignore or how do you logically choose to not get vaccinated? It's, it's incredibly frustrating to know that you could have done something different that you are potentially a threat to my health. 73 patients are being treated at St. Dominic's right now for COVID, but there's another issue they are dealing with, the lack of nurses. They're looking to hire 100 nurses, but there's a shortage. Now, this shortage happened before COVID, but many are worried that the pandemic may scare some of those people away from the profession. Nora? Once again, worried about our healthcare professionals. All right. Omar Villafranca, thank you. 
President Biden and his team is weighing what they can legally do to get more Americans vaccinated, starting with federal employees. And we're learning tonight that the Justice Department believes federal law does not prohibit those vaccine requirements. CBS's Weijia Zhang reports now from the White House. Including Michigan. President Biden was in Pennsylvania today promoting his economic recovery plan, which could be derailed by the deadly Delta variant. If you're not vaccinated. Protect yourself and the children out there. It's important. But nearly 40 percent of adult Americans are not fully vaccinated. The president is expected to announce Thursday that all federal workers, including contractors, about 10 million people must be vaccinated or undergo regular COVID testing. That's under consideration right now. But if you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. New York just implemented similar rules today for all state employees following New York City and California earlier this week. One thing I learned from the uh, first go around, uh, this is happening in other places. So learn from that experience. Uh, And we're doing that. But the union representing 26,000 federal law enforcement employees is pushing back ahead of the administration's announcement, saying forcing people to undertake a medical procedure is not the American way and is a clear civil rights violation. In addition to regular testing, unvaccinated federal workers will have to social distance and could have their travel restricted. Burdens the White House hopes will convince people to get their shots. If those other 100 million people got vaccinated, we'd be in a very different world. Also tonight, President Biden says he is pleased that senators have reached an agreement on a $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure plan after Republicans agreed to move forward. At a time when Congress is so divided, the president said this signals to the world that our democracy can function. Nora. Weijia Zhang, thank you. And we want to turn now to the Summer Olympics, where the U.S. remains on top in the medal count with 31, followed by China with 27. But the story everyone is talking about is gymnastics superstar Simone Biles, who has brought the issue of mental health to the forefront of the Games. CBS's Jamie Yukis is in Tokyo. Yeah, not normal for Simone Biles. It was the second time in two days Simone Biles pulled out of competition. She will be evaluated daily ahead of the individual finals next week, raising the specter of what's next in her storied Olympic career. The four-time Olympic gold medalist sidelined herself. She said to focus on her mental health, adding that competing in an empty stadium with no family was a major factor in her struggles. We are trained to be robots. Four-time Olympic medalist Dominique Dawes. We don't listen to our inner voice. It's been muted. And I love the fact that she listened to herself and she did what was best for her mental health as well as to ward off any possible injury. Today, fellow Team USA athletes voice strong support, like six-time Olympic champion Katie Ledecky. I really hope that she continues to do what's best for her and that the people around her, the Team USA swimmers, certainly support her. The greatest female swimmer of all time, Katie Ledecky to the wall, who will win gold. Ledecky put on her best performance, making Olympic history herself by taking the gold in the first-ever women's 1,500-meter freestyle. But all of it took place as the number of new COVID cases in Tokyo topped 3,000 for the first time in the pandemic. What type of impact do you think the Olympics are having on these COVID numbers? Well, I'm not saying that the Olympic is the only one cause of the surge of infection, but it is certainly one factor which is pushing 
number of infections upward. There are four individual gymnastic competitions left. Biles qualified for all of them. If she competes, she will have a chance to match her debut in 2016 and win four gold medals. Nora. Jamie Yukis in Tokyo. Thank you, Jamie. Wildfires out west have already burned more than three million acres this year. Two states hard hit California and Nevada. Tonight, the governors of those states are sitting down in an exclusive interview with CBS's Anna Warner. Flames and smoke from the Dixie Fire are making firefighting efforts difficult. And their concerns tonight, strong winds and high temperatures could worsen the blaze. As California's largest wildfire has grown, it's burned more than 200,000 acres, leaving behind destruction and displacing more than 16,000 people from their homes. Governors Gavin Newsom of California and Steve Sisolak of Nevada today toured the damage caused by the devastating Tamarack Fire, which crossed over into Nevada from California. They pleaded for more help from the federal government and spoke with CBS News exclusively. It just can't happen soon enough because the consequences of what we're all experiencing all across the western United States. These fires do not recognize state borders. They burn across, they jump across highways. That's just the way it goes. There are more than 80 active wildfires raging across 12 states. They have burned 1.6 million acres and are intensified by severe drought and extreme heat tied to climate change. In Oregon, the bootleg fire alone has burned more than 400,000 acres. It sounds like you're saying to the federal government, we need a lot more help than we're getting. We're being uh, overwhelmed with the wildfires that are coming this way. A lot of them are on federal lands, and we need more resources. We need more boots on the ground. And they say it's only getting worse. Are you worried about the summer? This summer has already come sooner than even our worst-case predictions six months ago. Climate change is real. The hots are much hotter than they've ever been. And we're seeing with these droughts, the dries are much drier as well. The fire here began in California, and in that state alone, Governor Newsom says nearly half a million acres have burned so far this year. That's four times the amount of acreage that had burned at the same time last year. And that, he says, was a record-breaking year, Nora. Well, that puts it in perspective. Anna Werner, thank you. Well, there is outrage in Aurora, Colorado tonight. Two police officers there have been arrested, including one who pistol-whipped choked and threatened to shoot a man who had a warrant out for his arrest. We want to caution you that the body cam video is violent. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues. Body camera video shows Officer John Hobbard ordering Kyle Vinson to lie face down and show his hands. It's all the way out. I can't breathe, dude. The officer hits Vinson at least seven times with his pistol and later holds him by the neck for almost 40 seconds. Vincent's father says he was shocked by what he saw. I thought he was going to die. Aurora Police Chief Vanessa Wilson said she is disgusted. This is not police work. This is not the Aurora Police Department. This was criminal. There have been several other high-profile police-involved incidents in Aurora. In 2019, 23-year-old Elijah McLean died after police put him in a neck hold and paramedics injected him with ketamine. Since becoming chief, Wilson has terminated 14 officers for misconduct. Officer Hobart now faces multiple felony charges for his treatment of Kyle Vincent, including second-degree assault and attempted first-degree assault. Jeff Begay, CBS News, Washington.
All right. Tonight, anxiety is growing across the country as a federal ban on evictions is set to expire on Saturday. Remember, the moratorium was put in place at the height of the pandemic and economic downturn. Congress approved $47 billion in assistance. But as CBS's Janet Shamlin explains, renters are having a hard time getting the aid. LaVita Harvey is well aware the federal moratorium on evictions ends Saturday. I'm terrified. The job offers are coming in, but they're coming in very slowly. The Las Vegas mom of two teens lost both her jobs during the pandemic, unable to pay her $900 a month rent. When you walk up to your door and you see an eviction notice. It's the hardest thing to see in the world when you know that you're a single mother and you have no one to turn to. You will be homeless. Harvey has been approved for more than $9,000 in federal rent help through a local program. The money hasn't come through yet. More than 8,000 other renters in Nevada's Clark County are still waiting for an approval. Despite billions in federal dollars available, some counties and states have been slow to dole it out. Like Nevada, which has given out more than $3 million of almost $125 million available. Tenants really have no idea where to turn to for help. They don't know if they're protected, if they're not protected. So a lot of tenants are just kind of frozen. Even with a moratorium in place, property owners across the country have filed almost a half a million eviction petitions. The Treasury is now promoting a website of resources at consumerfinance.gov. The tool allows you to go online and to find out where in your local community you can go to apply for rental assistance, money if you're behind on rent, if you're close to being evicted. LaVita Harvey, like so many, has found the path to rent relief a complicated road. It was very hard, but I took the time to educate myself. And I felt like the more that I read and educated myself, the better I could protect myself. Janet, it's incredible. We're talking about 15 million people, half of them children. So why is it so hard for them to access these billions of dollars in federal aid? So bottom line, while it's the federal government that's actually giving out the money, it's been left to states and counties to figure out how to distribute it. And there is no uniform system in place to do that. Nora. Janet Chamlian, thank you. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tonight, nearly 80 million Americans in the central U.S. are under heat alerts. Real field temperatures hit 108 in Joplin, Missouri, 106 in Lincoln, Nebraska, and 111 in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Tonight, more than 35 million Americans across the Midwest face the threat of gusts topping 80 miles per hour. All right, you might want to check your spice cabinets after this next story. McCormick is voluntarily recalling some of its seasonings due to a possible salmonella contamination. Now, this includes Perfect Pinch Italian, Frank's Red Hot Buffalo Ranch, and Culinary Italian. No illnesses have been reported. Customers are being asked to throw them away and contact the company for a refund. 
Okay, some sad news. It's the end of an era at PBS. Arthur, the longest-running children's animated TV series in American history, is coming to an end after 25 seasons. The eight-year-old Aardvark, or anteater, and his friends teach kids about kindness and empathy, and they tackle serious subjects like cancer and same-sex marriage. Well, Arthur's final season begins in the winter of 2022, and we will miss him. For centuries, wild horses have roamed the American West. Tonight, CBS's Chip Reed introduces us to a woman who captures these beautiful animals on camera on a mission to protect them. Mary Hone is a longtime wildlife photographer, but about five years ago, it was America's horses who stole her heart. The more time you spend with them, the more in love you get with them. I want people to know what it's like to see these horses and to experience these horses. I want them to have that connection with the horses that I feel. She roams the West in her RV, photographing the horses, selling her work at art shows and giving some of the proceeds to charities that protect them. Why are you so passionate about wild horses? You just feel such a connection with them. Their souls are just so wonderful. But in a long-running dispute, ranchers say there are so many horses, they're ruining federal grazing land. The federal government agrees and has resumed helicopter roundups that force the horses into holding pens, which Hone describes as brutal. A small number are injured and have to be put down. Their life is just heartbreaking. Hone's hope is that her art will change some hearts. They need our voices. They need us to fight for them. I will never stop fighting for them, ever. Fighting for this iconic symbol of the American West. Chip Reed, CBS News. There have been some COVID outbreaks at summer camps. So the question, do they signal trouble ahead for the new school year? We've got that story tomorrow. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. See you tomorrow. Good night. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. 
I'm Peter Van Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts.